Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Palage. Today, Gilbert Wilkinson is continuing his series on transformation. In this segment, he shares his insight on what we call the principle of power living. He starts from the end of life and takes us back to the right now. Don't forget to catch us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. If you like, you can donate to Black Society. You may do so at B-S-E-S-T at Venmo or just contribute at PayPal, Black Society, RVA at Yahoo.com. The best way to die is to live. Grace Hambison said, don't be afraid your life will end. Be afraid your life will never begin. And also John Lewis said, you only live once, but if you live it right, once is enough. You know, everybody dies, but how many people live before they die? Don't go out of life being fulfilled. You can die empty or full, happy or sad, grateful or bitter. It's mostly your choice. You know, people become angry and bitter at God and and people sometimes because what they said or what they didn't say, what they done or didn't do. Bitterness will rot your bones. It destroys you. A good life is better than silver and gold. I think you and I know that. There is a void of fulfillment in the hearts of people today. They die prematurely, sad and unfulfilled. Don't let anger take up residence in you, though. Evict anger and bitterness, they'll destroy the human spirit. You know, Jesus says, He that loses his life shall find it. He also said, Protect your heart, for out of it are the issues of life. Did you know that life and death are in the power of the tongue? Words have power and they affect everyone, including yourself. Are you living or dying? Only you know the answer to that question. While in college, I had the sense of being empty, lost, unfulfilled, and lonely. I had many friends, well-known on campus, an athlete, but something was missing. I was fine on the outside, looked great, acted great, but inside I was empty, and that made all the difference of getting up in the morning. I turned to God and asked, God, where are you? Why did you create me and disappear? I was dying inside and needed answers. I was afraid I would die without purpose or being fulfilled. One day I cried out to God to reveal himself to me. Guess what? He did. That day I experienced real life because I found out life is not a concept, but a person. That day I became a believer because I had an encounter with God. The scriptures tell us in him was life and the life was the light of men. Before then, I had no idea of anything about God. If he created life, would it not be right to go to the one that does create life? Life is not the abundance of things. Real life begins with God and ends with God. He is the giver of life. We start living when the light of life comes on the inside of us. Anything other than that is a fake. You start living by believing in God, who gives us our existence. You cannot live life on your own. And someone or something is keeping you alive, your heart, your brain, and so on. Life wants to touch you with life, real life, not a vacation life where people say, man, this is living. 
That's not living. You know, it reminds me of the Olympic torch when God meets us. The Olympic torch comes into the audience, into the uh, uh, stadium. Everybody's watching it. And that light goes up to a, nothing there on top, not a simmer. But when that light of that torch touches the part where it's supposed to reach, it ignites a flame and it begins to burn and burn till the whole event is over. That is remind me of how God lights touches us. He comes in with his light and ignites our light. Our light is not shining. But when God comes in, he ignites the flame in us and we begin to live. You know, when I was thinking of the day, I was thinking about Emmer Bombeck who said, when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I have not a single bit of talent left and could say, I use everything you gave me. That, my friend, is the way to live and that's the way to die. Meeting God is just the beginning of your journey. There is more to come. Making right choices is the most important and vital part of your living. You know, my job as a judicial assistant for 32 years has shown me the sides of people who make bad choices. People have made bad choices and ended up in prison and even death row because of choices that they made, that they wish they could have done something and made a different choice. But it's too late now. Sometimes choices have great consequences. Also, how we treat people is a, bad, is a big part of living, not how they treat us. You know, when we speak about revolution, change, reformation, and transformation, one remembers Nelson Mandela, a lawyer by profession. He went on to become one of the face of justice and equality for the black community in South Africa. He is not only the first black president in South Africa, but also the first elected in a fully representative democratic election. Once after he was elected as the president of South Africa, Nelson Mandela was having lunch along with his security guards at a restaurant. Everyone placed their orders and was chatting while waiting for their food. At that moment, Nelson Mandela spotted a man sitting across from his table, also waiting for his food. He told his guards to ask the man to join them for lunch. The person agreed and joined them, but sat quietly the whole time. After some waiting, the food arrived, and everyone enjoyed their delicious meal. The man sat, his hands trembling, and without uttering a word, quietly ate his food and left. Everyone could sense a sense of something wrong. So after his, he left, his guards guessed that he might have been ill because of his trembling hands. To this, Nelson Mandela shook his head and said that he knew the man. He was the jailer of the prison where Mandela was in prison. And that he gave him a very tough time while he was in prison. When he would ask for water, the man would urinate on him and say, this is your water. But then things were different. As Nelson Mandela had become the president, so when he invited him over to join them for lunch, the man thought that Mandela might seek revenge and behave the same way he did. But Mandela did no such thing, because he believed that no matter what the person did to him, it was not in his character to harm others. He believes that the burning feeling of revenge amongst will only cause destruction, whereof patience and tolerance are the tools that can help develop compassion and humanity against us or amongst us. He says, 
No one is born hating one another because the color of his skin or the background or his religion. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. For love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. I also think that humility in life is an overlooked treasure. Always remain humble when times are good or when times are bad. You know, the older I get, the more I look to remember, remain humble because I know someone else is looking out for me or that I'm standing on the shoulders of someone else. St. Augustine said, Humility is the foundation of all the other virtues. Hence, in the soul in which this virtue does not exist, there cannot be any other virtue except mere appearance. I like that. You really live when you can give yourself to others. There is no other job in life but the joy you get when you help others that are less fortunate than you. Being happy and making sure your heart stays full of happiness is also the key of living to the fullest. Did you know the book of Proverbs says, A merry heart is like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Being happy is mostly a decision. You can wake up in the morning and decide to be happy for the day. You meet people Monday morning in the elevator, and the first thing they say, Oh, it's Monday again. <laughs> Do you know how many people who wish they could have seen another Monday? Don't curse your day before it begins. Did you know... People prepare to die, but seldom prepare to live. Steve Jobs said this, Being the richest man in the cemetery doesn't matter to me. Going to bed at night saying, We've done something wonderful. That's what matters to me. Do you say that to yourself at night? Have you given all there is to give for the day? That should be your goal in mind. Living life to the fullest, and at the end of the day, you are empty, ready for the night to refill you for tomorrow. You know, we can change right here and now if we choose to do so by examining our lives and seeing where we can give more of our time, effort, and money to do something wonderful in the world. Examine your passion and see where it's at. When you just find a little passion in your soul, go after it. Try it. Do something. There may be more in there that you could uncover. Start today to be different. Hey, this is Gilbert Wilkerson. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. And I look forward to seeing you next time and next week on Black Society for Economic and Social Transformation. God bless you. See you next time. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. We hope we have inspired you to live life to the fullest. You can contact us or become a member at blacksocietyrva at yahoo.com or call 804-304-1598. Until next time, I'm Pelage for Black Society for Economic and Social Transformation.